everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Liwas Amplified. I'm Ulrika von Lonsky, I'm the COO at the World Petroleum Council, and I'll be your guest host today. We have a very interesting topic uh, to discuss, and um, we'll be looking at stereo untypical behavior, female paradoxes at work. In the energy sector, we now see a lot more women um, coming into senior roles. That sounds great, but we're still facing a likability dilemma. You know, a lot of women want to be liked. Yeah? There are studies that have shown that when women actually sort of behave like men, so when they show assertiveness, they are a lot less liked and respected when compared to, to men that do the same thing. So should women actually mimic their male counterparts in order to be respected uh, in their workplace? That could be things like, uh, you know, asking for a promotion, yeah? Um, taking part in a conversation and uh, bringing in your, your opinions, challenging some of the points that have been ra uh, raised, or, you know, negotiating for your personal interest, a, a raise, you know, time off, special um, arrangements. When a male employee does that, that is respected. But with female employees, very often it's uh, uh, seen as being bossy, or even worse, when they behave in the same way. So today we have somebody very special joining us to talk about this issue. She's a mother, she's a mentor, an author, and a wisdom keeper. Her passion for transformational leadership is demonstrated in her success. She's leading a high uh, level cross-functional team and has been in the industry um, for over 20 years. Recently, she was promoted to the role of Vice President Marketing at Advanced Refining Technologies, um, which is a joint venture between Chevron and WR Grace. Her passion transformational leadership actually led to her writing her first book, Leading Wise Inspirational Reflections for Corporate Leaders, was released earlier this year. So please join me in welcoming Ebony Adams. Thank you so much, Ulrike. It's so good to be here. And thank you, Lee Was, for this opportunity to talk about this important topic. Ebony, it's an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you with us today. So let's jump right in. Um, let me start with the burning question. Should you bring your authentic self to work or should you leave it at home? What do you think? I am a firm believer in bringing your authentic self to work. And the reason why is because when we talk about authenticity, it's really about bringing your personality. It's bringing all the things that make you shine, that, that make you successful, that make you curious about the world, um, curious about the work that you're doing. And those are all of the elements that help us to be successful in the workplace. So should do we need to adapt sometimes is a question that's asked. And within the confines of an organization's culture or the work that we're doing, sure, they may, there may be some need for us to make some modifications. But it doesn't mean to change who you are at work simply because we're at work. 
we are we were successful enough we made a good enough impression impression to be asked to be a part of the organization we need to continue to bring those parts of ourselves our authentic selves into our work so how would you address the assertiveness um, equation? There's there's the issue that uh, um, can you can you be both? Can you sort of be your authentic self and um, what we would probably consider sort of bring your female traits into the workplace and still remain assertive without it sort of being misinterpreted or, or seen as as being bossy? That's a really good question, um, and and I have an interesting answer to that. There are traits that are associated with being female, um, humble, uh, more, more quiet, maybe less demanding, that I actually think are uh, some traits that some women have. We all have them. Men have them too. However, I, I want to move away and maybe push against the belief that those are the only traits that women have. Uh, women, we possess those traits as well as the traits of being assertive or leaders. We may possess them in different amounts. We may express them in different ways. So take the example of a woman who is a mother, has children. She is very assertive, I am sure, in how her children are taken care of and nurtured. Those are the same skills that are needed in the workplace. It's just that we don't always associate some of the activities outside of work with helping us to be successful inside of work. So yes, we should be assertive in our workplaces, but let me caveat that by saying that it really depends on your company's culture. It depends on the, the audience that, that you're speaking to or relating to in, in a meeting or outside of a meeting, your team. And it also depends on your level of comfort. So should we mimic men? No, I don't believe we should mimic men because that may mean not being authentic. I think there are opportunities, however, to look at different leaders that we admire. The leaders that are able to be successful and have the support of their teams behind them, the ones who actually inspire and make a difference. Look at those leaders and study what they do. And you may notice that there is a good balance of being direct, but then also sometimes pulling back and maybe being the last one in the room to speak. So there is a balance, there's a wisdom around this idea of female traits and what it really means to be assertive in the workplace. Well, you're mentioning your, in your book some of some of those traits as well, and you're looking very much at uh, um, engaging with a broader um, audience, with uh, um, leaders, with elders outside the uh, the business itself. How do you see that helping um, form your positions and and helping you come across in an authentic way? That's a great question. I've spent the last 25 plus years. Um, being intimately involved with several communities around the world, communities that are uh, indigenous-based communities, um, very com community-based. Um, and one of the things that I've learned in watching those leaders is that they don't always have to command or direct. And 
after watching that for a while, I began to bring some of those actions into my own leadership as a supervisor and a manager. I began to really understand what it means to be collaborative and looking at people for the value that they bring into a particular conversation or to address a particular project or issue um, that we may have been experiencing. This idea of seeing people for who they are and, and understanding who they are and having some compassion for who they are is really important as, as leaders. I don't also don't wanna lose the idea of community. Oftentimes in our companies, we, we view it as a business and it is a business. We're there to help the company to make money and to achieve its goals. We are also a community. Our industry is a community. Our companies are a community. Our teams are a community. So think about how you relate to people in, in any community that you have outside of work. It's about relationships. It's about communication. It's about respect. And I think it's important to bring those same traits and behaviors into the workplace. So some people have uh, um, some issues in really sort of speaking up and speaking out. So they're very good at their job. Yeah, we've seen that with a lot of women. But there seems to be some sort of apologetic language going on. You know, excuse me. You know, could I just interrupt you for a moment? Yeah. Um, sorry, but I I think I have something to say here as well. What would you recommend on that? I, I really liked your idea about seeing it as sort of an expanded community in which, you know, many women do, you know, stand up for themselves and are leaders. So how can you transfer those skills? I so it's there are studies that have been done that speak to this idea of using qualifiers when when we speak and how it weakens or lessens the message that we give um, and our credibility as well. So my number one belief is to be direct. Normally, if we have something to say, we feel that impulse from inside of us to say something, it's because and particularly as women, we recognize that there is an element, a layer that is missing from the conversation. There is something that needs to be heard. And maybe as women, if we think of it as I'm going to be assertive and say this thing that's on my mind, it may be intimidating depending on our own communication style and our personality. So why don't we reframe that? Why don't we look at it as I am being in service to my company, to uh, my manager, to, to the leaders by providing some information that is useful for the conversation. And from that mindset, it's really less about being assertive and it's more about being in service, which may be more comfortable for some people. So that's what I would say. I think we need to begin to reframe some of the definitions and the conversations around these things. The other thing is, as leaders who are facilitating conversations with our teams, when we recognize that someone has been quiet for the entire meeting, or someone maybe got cut off by someone else when they were speaking, it's our responsibility as leaders in an organization to make sure that everyone's voice is heard. 
when I'm facilitating a meeting and I realize that there are a couple of people who haven't spoken, I call them by name and ask, is there something you would like to add to the conversation? And more times than not, those comments are highly valued and add a layer of richness to the discussion. I think that's a wonderful um, idea, the, the lifting up of each other and supporting each other. You know, and it's it's for everybody. It's not just for the female representatives in the room. It's for, for everyone. So considering that um, we're working in an industry that is strongly um, you know, dominated by um, male colleagues. It is difficult to attract young women to the industry, and partly because it's it's difficult to sort of communicate and be taken, you know, seriously in that environment. So, um, as a last question, what would you what would you say to young young women who are thinking about joining the industry? How can they establish themselves? How can they sort of take on a role? and uh, be heard in our industry? Practice makes perfect. So I always say, whenever you realize that you're good at something, math, you're good at math and science, you decide to come into the industry as an engineer, or you're good with business and you decide to come into the business as, um, into the industry as a business analyst, whatever the case may be, figure out what you're good at and then figure out how to become better. Practice makes perfect. Learn how to relate to people. So when I was in college, that's when I began to see this imbalance um, because I'm a chemical engineer and there were more men in my classes than women. So I had to learn and I used that time as a learning, um, a training ground for me to really learn how to relate to people and to understand that there were biases that existed even then and how I could move through those and still be successful. And then once getting into the industry, it's all about making sure that you're you're doing the work and you're being successful at it. That's the baseline. And then it goes back to this idea of relating to people, speaking to people and speaking up about what we know and being a part of the conversations. Some people are not comfortable with promoting themselves. Mm -hmm. We kind of touched on this earlier. I, going up to someone and telling them, these are my strengths and this is what I'm good at, therefore I should be in this position. This is the position that I seek is something that's not comfortable for us, for many of us. However, if we reframe the conversation and think about it in terms of this is what I'm good at and it contributes to the, the world, contributes to the business in a particular way, then it becomes more about this frame of how can I best serve the organization as opposed to I'm going to brag about how good I am. Absolutely. I think that's a very practical sort of takeaway from, from this conversation. And I have to say thank you very much again, um, Ebony. Before we leave, um, just on one point, if there are any subjects that you would like us to discuss specifically, um, such as hard-hitting subjects, do share your thoughts um, and give us your comments. Thank you very much for listening today. We're going to see you next time with a new host, a new guest, and a new topic at Liwa's Amplified. Until then, take care.